us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. Also, status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, February 22nd, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. We have Stash Butler. Hello. And we have me. I'm Andrew Ryan. Uh, did you miss us? Because we missed you a ton while we were uh, on Lunar New Year holiday vacation. Yeah, great times. We missed you a lot, though. All you of did. you. I actually missed you guys. Oh, well, that just too. put the pressure because I got to <laughs> double the entertainment, don't I? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> hey, Jindalari. Yeah, Jindalari. All right. Watching. Jing Ni from Hualien, I believe. Wow, yeah. east coast of Taiwan. I have all kinds of people tuning in via our live Facebook feed. Uh, if you're tuning in on radio, it is Tuesday, February 23rd. Uh, you did not miss a day. That was just the day when we were going live uh, <laughs> that I mentioned earlier. So in today's show, we have some fun topics. Uh, Leslie's going to tell us about the Taiwanese guy who is controlling the new Mars rover. That's right. That's super exciting. Also, Stash has a story here about a technical mission introducing Taiwanese watermelons to a Middle East desert. But uh, actually, we were just looking it up. But apparently, watermelons came from Africa, not too far away. 2,000 miles away. <laughs> it close enough. Close enough. <laughs> oh, I tried to make it work. It didn't. Uh, <laughs> we're also going to tell you about the dude who told his parents he was a star student at a top-rated university. Uh, spoiler alert, he wasn't. Now his parents are suing. Oh, that sounds like a story for here in Taiwan, <laughs> if there ever was one. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't All go right. away. Before we get into any of those stories, though, I feel like we need to have a little update about what happened over the weekend. Uh, let's start off with Leslie. Uh, yeah, so we are still kind of in the wake of the Chinese New, New Year, right? And in Taiwan, you do something called Bu Yun, mm -hmm. which is uh, you go to a temple and then you pray for good luck throughout the year, good fortune. Oh, I thought it was pregnancy related. I was going to say, like, no, in, no, no, infertility. No, no, no. <laughs> Yun as in, like, luck. Right, as not, not buin as in infertile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not not, not that. Uh, yeah, I hope not. I, uh, if you want more details about that, you can just uh, you can uh, contact him on his personal page. Yes, yeah, send just a, come get me. Send a message to Leslie. So, uh, what'd you do? Yeah, so uh, there was uh, this whole like uh, ceremony. Apparently, we went to a particular god who's pretty good with wealth. So you go there to pretty pray for money. Yeah, you like you you, you pray for money. <laughs> he dabbles in wealth. He dabbles yeah. in money, and uh, you just pray for it. And then um, there were a few like spiritual mediums there. So oh. it's um, mm. there's a there's one that they call Zhang Lao Si, and he's like he's been channeling gods for a long a while now, and people will go and ask him. Uh, questions about what they should or shouldn't do and then he's got a daughter who's also i guess not as in touch but she she can feel things as well and uh the fascinating thing is there's a story behind this where his daughter was uh she grew up autistic 
Throughout her childhood, she had about the mental capacity of a three-year-old. However, one day she went to sleep and then she woke up. She was able to read. Mm. And then they were just like, who taught you how to read? And then they were just like, the gods came to me in the dream and they told me how to read. So that was the first time they realized that she had a certain spiritual connection to an other realm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, amazing. It was fascinating to see because there were a whole bunch of, there was a whole bunch of ceremony and then you you ask the gods how you're going to do and they'll consult you on whether or not you need to do make any adjustments receive extra blessings or stuff like that and there's wow. one part where um what you do is they give you a plate of uh what's called like a long yin mm-hmm. which is like a fruit and then you make a wish for one for every month of the year and then at the end, like, you have to go burn those seeds because that is how the message gets to the gods. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So you did all of this? Uh, I did all this. I feel like you just did a whole here in Taiwan. That was like, an, we yeah. could talk about all this for the next 23 minutes. Oh, well, I, didn't, I didn't even tell you about the best part. Wait, what's the best what's part? The best part? I, sat down, I sat down with the, uh, with the father of the main medium, and he's just like, I can't see anything from you right now because you have invoked he's like you have some bad juju coming from the northwest (laughs) oh my god and he's like it's blocking your entire aura i can't see anything right now but is that juju that you'd summoned no 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 no. apparently like i i i've been walking past somewhere and they came to me and they're just like i like this guy's energy so they're feeding off of me and i like your energy too leslie i like your energy i don't know it's it's getting sucked away by some kind of (laughs) northwestern juju so i don't know how much it's got left i went to northwestern university i hope it's not me sucking it away i don't know i don't know there's there's a there's a like i thought about i'm like i there's a lot of things from the northwest (laughs) that like in my daily life anyway What's funny is they'll um, they'll write a prescription. Basically, they're just like how many charms and how much money they need to give the gods to like kind of cl- cleanse you. And then his daughter-in-law wasn't back, and then he wrote down thirty. I needed thirty-one charms, and she was just like, oh. Oh, like that's not that's not the sound you want to hear. But she's like, oh, 31 charms. I was like, what is that? Is that bad? She's like, well, think about it this way: if you go to a pharmacist and they and they and you need thirty-one prescriptions, how would you feel? I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, that is pretty. That is pretty scary. Uh, so, what do you have to do? Do you do all those things? Do no, you... apparently he's going to take care of it for me. He's going to expedite my uh, my order to the gods. I just I just imagine this this summit of the gods, yeah, up in heaven, and then they're just like, all right, next order of business, Leslie Leo, thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> whoa, okay, whoa, we gotta throw this out there now. Let's like handle it. It's just wow. Yeah, so that's that's what happened over my weekend. Wow, my weekend wasn't nearly as exciting, but I hear stashes was. Yeah, I I did it. I took part in a twenty four hour theater uh, festival thing, uh, which was organized by my kind of. I'm in a kind of performance kind of comedy group, and we were hosting this kind of event basically. So we had six writers write uh, plays, or six teams of writers write uh, short, sort of ten to fifteen minute scenes or little plays and then uh also had people kind of coming to act and uh my group kind of filled in the gaps where people didn't want to do things for so for most of that I was acting as directors and I was meant to direct actually so I woke up at about 5 30 in the morning and then got to Zhongshan what? yeah I know it was, a, wow. it was a long day uh, at about 7 a.m and I was meant to be directing my my play and mine was the only one with two actors uh everyone else had three uh, but one of my act- my actors uh, just we were like, where are you? And he said, oh, I'm I'm not coming. And we're like, okay. And then he's like, I am coming, uh, but I'm coming at ten forty. I'm coming at eleven o'clock. And we're like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. It, he was supposed to be there when seven a.m. 
And it was supposed to start when? Shop. I mean, well, it's a, it was like a 24-hour thing from... Actually, yeah, it ended up being... <laughs> performances started at 9 p.m. But yeah, so we had the full day of rehearsing and stuff. Did he okay. give you a reason why he didn't show um, up? No. Or he's no. just like, I'm not going to go? No, just like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming. Oh, I am coming. And then he sent a picture of the HSR ticket um, from, from, from Zhanghua County. So, okay, uh, yeah. So he's all the way in Taichung. Um, what? Apparently, yeah. And uh, or thereabouts, and coming up, and it was yeah, it was just a nightmare. But so anyway, I had to I had to act, um, but but that was fine because that's something I do more. Whoa! Um, so he's an actor and a director at the same time. It was hard yeah. to direct yourself? Is a it was, yeah. I mean, we had a we had a friend coming, uh, another someone kind of supervising who directed us a bit. But but it was good. Um, it was a kind of themed around this uh, uh, one division. Are you mm-hmm. watching one? Oh division? yes, I've seen that. Uh, I have not seen it yet, but I know what you're talking. I haven't about. seen it any uh, either. But uh, apparently, it's a very popular TV show at the moment, and uh, it works around like shows in different decades, yes. from what I understand. Yes. So my show was the the eighties. So oh fine. Yeah. So I was doing lots of eighties slang. And I'm, and also my best American accent. So Ooh, oh, let's uh, hear it. Oh no, no, I shouldn't yeah, have said on. that. I oh, said... <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear no, it. No, no, just... I'm going to save it for another time. I'll save it for another time. I, can you do it in the after show? Okay, I'll do it in the after show. Maybe. Okay, we maybe. have to write that I'll, down. I'm going to have to have a script though. I can't just like. I can't do it. Oh, you can. You can I'm not a performing Mr. monkey. Mr. Elon's raining all the time, so I'm not going to give you a forecast. Just assume it's always raining. Seriously, he performs for other people, but not for us. I'm very unhappy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so speaking of 80s themes, I went to a same-sex wedding last night. Oh, nice. Big lesbian wedding. Big very lesbian exciting. wedding. Uh, the wedding was big. Um, I, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the wedding? It was at the Marriott in Taipei. Oh, wow. That's Ooh. a nice venue. It was beautiful. It was catered. Uh, they had a beautiful view of the whole Taipei city. Was it at Ingus Bar and Grill? It was. Okay. I didn't know. I had, a, there? I had a friend who... Uh, who had a wedding there? It's a, it's a great place yeah, for a yeah. wedding. It's very okay. nice. Um, yeah, no, it was gorgeous. And uh, the uh, what was really cool is that so one of the women that was getting married, her son, actually walked her and her partner down the aisle. How's How old that? was the son? Uh, I think twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, he was cool. Uh, unfortunately, he was also. Uh, being kind of like the host of the wedding, like not hosting it with the microphone, but was he was say, yeah. making sure everybody was doing okay. Oh, and like, right. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. A lot of cheersing. Yeah. A lot of Ooh, toasting. That's the, that's the rough part, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he did a fine job. He was, uh, he was good. Uh, the, the nuptials went as planned <laughs> and it was all 80s themed. Tight oh, nuptials. really? Yes. Really? What, did, what did you wear? I, uh, I, I, well, it was a black, silver, white, and gold theme. So I, I went for black, which is usually safe. Yeah. But I had a little, like, fancy hat. Nice. I was yeah. hoping for a neon spandex, aerobics no. style spandex. Oh, you don't want to take away from the, the brides uh, at the yeah, wedding, you don't the bride and the groom. Thunder, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, yeah, no, it was the music that was really 80s themed. Oh, really? Mm. It was lots of hits from, um, from my childhood, I'll say. <laughs> All right, we're actually going to segue into our first story, if you can believe that. Uh, we had such exciting weekends that we didn't get it to until halfway through the show. <laughs> um, but I think we should start off with Leslie. Tell us about the Taiwanese guy that's controlling the Mars rover. Yeah, so uh, the NASA Perseverance rover touched down on Mars's surface on Thursday, last Thursday. And this rover's mission is to seek out life on Mars, or at least... Um, <laughs> Martians. Or, yeah, wow. Martians, or at least traces of life. And the person who's actually in charge of navigating the 
the, the, the rover is Yan Zhen, a 61-year-old graduate of National Tsinghua University in Taiwan. He was born in Taiwan, mm. and he's been with NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory uh, for over 20 years. And this is his fourth Mars exploration mission, and this is the first time he's actually leading. He's the leader of the agency's robot interfaces and visualizations team. So what that means is he has to be in charge of giving the code to the rover uh, to see how it explores. Because on at nighttime on Mars, it can it can be horrendously cold. Apparently, negative eighty degrees Celsius. What? Wow. So that uh, when when that happens, the rover needs to shut down at night and just concentrate on heating itself. Mm. And then during that time, uh, his team has to write the code to kind of like tell it how to move during the day. <laughs> right. Sorry, it has to focus on heating itself. It's all about self care. <laughs> it's all about it's about self care, right? <laughs> And um, so what happens is they said uh, there's no GPS on Mars, obviously, because there are no satellites. Mm. So they have to be very careful about what kind of software and how they code the movements. And they use it doing a 3D visualization and virtual and augmented reality. And he Sounds says, pretty cool. Yeah. It does sound very cool. Yeah. And Yen says the most interesting part of his, uh, his job is because he's working on Mars time. He's not working on Earth time. Oh. Wait, what does that mean? What, what time is it in Mars now? What are the sunrises and sunsets like? He How says, long is a day in Mars? Yeah, it's, like, it's like two or three days. Well, no, no, no. He says the Martian day is about 40 minutes longer oh. than Earth day. Okay, only 40 minutes. Okay, so right. he's working oh. approximately a 25 hour off of a 25 hour clock. Are they paying him overtime? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the labor laws on Mars are. Yeah. Does he That's have jet question. lag? I mean, what does he do for that? Actually, yeah. these are all questions way out of my... Uh, Pay grade, my, uh, grade, yeah. yeah. Um, so they said uh, in an interview with Taipei Times, they asked him uh, how would he react. Does NASA have any guidelines on how what to do if the rover encounters alien life? Yen says, there's not, but... Uh, he joked that his first instinct would be to take a picture, which is a pretty interesting. It's a good instinct, I think. There's I no mean, guidelines yeah. for like the ultimate goal of your mission, right? I mean, I guess that they're not expecting kind of, you know, the kind we imagine and the kind of sci-fi kind of whatever that means to you. Yeah. I think they're probably kind of thinking kind of microbes at the moment. I think, cause I think they, 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 they're guessing that they would have spotted them by now from yeah. other, other images if they yeah. were kind of like human sized, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <Right>. um, <laughs> I think they would have. Somebody would have approached like the 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 rover and yeah, been like, "Take us doing? to your leader." Yeah, or maybe. Yeah, exactly. Or does it go the other way? I maybe, forget. maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, what would the rover do if it if it just panic? I'm uh, feeling yeah. very cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to engage in self care. <laughs> I am not prepared. I am not prepared for this. <laughs> Just I love panic. it. I love it that we invented this machine, and yet we've given it a voice, yeah. <laughs> like something from another planet. Yeah, sounds like Hal. I think it's Siri. I think it'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't quite hear that. <laughs> we got him to do the American yeah, accent slightly, briefly, briefly. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Where were we going? You had more of your story. Uh, yeah. Where was I? I just got lost in all that banter. Um, lost in the banter. So so Yen says, Monday um, <laughs> it's a Monday edition if you're yeah. in Taiwan. Yeah. This is what you get, man. We're also writing uh, Stash's next play as yeah, we uh, host this, this show. Yeah, simultaneous, you know, got to keep keep busy. Can I play the part of the Mars rover in your next piece? Yes. yes <laughs> if absolutely. you write one in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any more to your story? Last thing he said was, uh, Yen, 
he advised young Taiwanese interested in aeronautics not to be afraid to pursue their dreams because he had a mid-career decision to leave a professorship for an opportunity at NASA. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. it sounds like, you know, that's, that's kind of jumping from high to higher. It's not... Yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much, like, right? Never it's give like, up on your dreams because I, I dropped being a multi-millionaire for being... For, you know. like, opening a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You know... Right. There it's is still, all that. It's still very, very cool. I wonder how you end up in that job. How do you end up being... Like, what qualifications? Do you, like, do you have to hand, like, a CV? It's like, I'm really, really good at driving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so good at parallel parking. You have no I idea. I could move a rover on Mars <laughs> yeah. from, like, however many Then my follow-up away. question would be, like, there'd be no other cars to, for <laughs> yeah, you, to give you true. a parallel parking, that's like, true. environment, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All good points. You never know until you show up on Mars what the parking, <laughs> parking <laughs> situation is going to be like. <laughs> it's terrible. But fortunately, this time of year. See, fortunately, Yenzen was uh, there just in case all the uh, potential, uh, you know, inevitabilities uh, were too <laughs> to be inevitable. <laughs> How is that? Uh, anything great. to add? Uh, we also have a comment from uh, Rashid Naz in Faisalabad, uh, Pakistan. So we've we've covered. We've got the Philippines in the house. Joshua Buendia says, good afternoon. Happy rainy day here in the Philippines. We've got Mickey Lin from Taichung <laughs> as well. So, Wait, Jen, Jen Delari, this is an old message. Leslie's pregnant. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> we went into that. We went into the yeah. ins and out of that. Yeah. We went in and we got, got, we back, got right out back, again. back on yeah. out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stash, take it away. Yeah, watermelons in the desert. I love watermelons. I didn't know that they would grow in the desert. Yeah, I mean, I think they are quite... Well, I mean, but you, we were saying before this show, we were talking about how um, watermelons were first, or at least they first found kind of domesticated watermelon seeds in Libya. Um, but this is, I think, uh, a few thousand years ago, and I think the climate in uh, North Africa and that kind of region has changed quite a lot. I think the taste of the watermelons probably also changed quite a bit since probably. then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm, guessing, I'm yeah. actually not a huge... This is sacrilege, I know, Ooh. but I'm not the biggest ever fan of watermelons. This that's, is only this is only blessed. I know. I this know. is only second to Reese saying in a recent episode of I don't know, was it Feast Meets West that he's not a fan of rice? Matter of fact, oh my, what does he do? <laughs> what, what does he do? I don't know. Is it like, because it's like, fan no, has he'll mien. eat it. There's always one answer, you know. He'll, he'll, he'll eat it. He's, he's just a, he's a, a man. He's a mien guy. Yeah, he's just, he doesn't have his pom-poms out there when we're eating rice. Yeah. Carbohydrates um, deficiency. That's yeah, apparently. I don't know. So, so, but basically, anyway, uh, going past my personal, not, not dislike, but just apathy towards watermelon, mm. uh, a Taiwanese technical mission has successfully grown three varieties of Taiwanese watermelons in Bahrain, mm. which is sort of the Persian, or in the kind of Persian Gulf. That's kind of a fun place, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, so their problem, uh, agriculture-wise, is that 92% of its land of the land is desert. Um, really? Yeah. So, so I, I wonder why Taiwanese uh, watermelons are, why it's possible to grow them in Bahrain. Well, so they're doing, they're, I mean, I think we there was a story recently also about uh, cooperation with um, the Vatican, I think, with some vertical farming. Did you see that? So no. this is another one of these vertical farming things. And vertical farming is basically a kind of very high-tech way of farming in kind of greenhouses um, uh, using hydroponics on support structures. Uh, so basically kind of maximizing space utilization and also limiting water. That sounds like a sound system, yeah. hydroponics. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it gets really good hydroponics they do, They've got great there. speakers. Yeah. They sell, um, the subwoofers are yeah, fantastic. Amazing subwoofers. <laughs> no, they, so they, it's, it's kind of an indoor thing. So, I mean, if you think that's cheating, then, then it's cheating. But like, it's, 
they're they're growing them in these kind of special greenhouses with uh, with kind of water like okay. that way. So uh, other, I mean, when they're not um, growing these in in greenhouses in in Bahrain, they're normally importing them. So this is partly why they uh, they chose the watermelon. Um, but it's also a fruit that Taiwan takes pride in, mm. and it was uh, Taiwan apparently. Uh, sells watermelon seeds to more than 50 countries around the world. Wow. Yeah. So well, they're good watermelons. I have to they're, say. they're huge, too. Yeah, well, so, they got, they say yeah. They, so it says Taiwan has the technology to produce a vast variety of watermelons, including yellow-fleshed ones. Yeah. Yes. Yep, those ones. Mm-hmm. Seedless ones and even heart-shaped ones. Heart-shaped I've ones. I've never seen those ones before. I know that you can put watermelons inside molds and they yeah. basically take on the form of whatever you put That's what it they in. do in Japan. Yeah. Right? Square yeah. ones. Square ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, you know... So they chose these these three um, these three varieties, and they grew them in a small town called. I'm going to read this in Arabic. It's El Budir. Well done. El Better Budir. than I could have said. Yeah, uh, it's a coastal town in the northwest of of uh, Bahrain, which is an island. Um, uh, and yeah, they say it's sweeter than normal varieties, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's obviously like considering the high tech growing method, it's quite expensive. So they think it might be kind of a high high kind of high market. Kind of, um, it's a high-end watermelon. It's a high-end watermelon, is what gotcha. I'm trying to say. I'm just realizing that these are in Chinese we call watermelons shikwa. So essentially, they're Western melons, and they've uh, they've they've sent the melons back west. Yeah, they're returning. <laughs> right, return of the melon. <laughs> we do it better. Melon too. Bring it the in. We improve it. We'll import yeah. it right back to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. My favorite uh, fun Taiwan watermelon fact is that every year at some point in the year, I forget what day it is, but the the students at uh, Shida the Male students will give the female students watermelons as a sign of love. Oh, wow. I mean, these days it might be different genders giving watermelons, hard to say. But it always used to be a big thing. They would sell watermelons on campus and it would be the one day a year you could go into the girls' dormitory. Oh, really? Wow. Watermelons. <laughs> Water you, have you heard of this? Do they still do that? I, I, it rings a bell. I mean, I was studying Chinese at that, so I think I'm, I would have heard of it. It does sound familiar. But Watermelon I, day? Watermelon day. Takes a lot of pressure well, off I of... learned that apparently today, uh, according to some bakeries, is strawberry cheesecake day. What? Yeah. Ooh. What day is not strawberry cheesecake well, day, I ask you. Day. <laughs> apparently it's a monthly day. It's every, it's every, yeah, which I think is kind of cheating. You can't just have no, that's a day every no, month. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Do not put restrictions on when I can enjoy <laughs> strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. Well, if you like strawberry cheesecake, then you'll be uh, you know pleased to hear that you can have it on the 22nd of every month. Excellent. Um, that's how you sell a product. You just make a day and have it <laughs> yeah, repeat. Forget, forget Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just yeah. do it a monthly thing. Yeah. Strawberry watermelon day. No pressure, Leslie, but you have one minute left for All your right, story. I'm going to blitz right through this. All right, so there was a student. He's being sued. He's been sentenced to 10 months in jail because he got sued by his parents. And what he's being alleged of, he's a 35-year-old man surnamed Guo. He's being alleged of taking uh, 10 million new Taiwan dollars from his family or from his parents, which is 357150 U.S. dollars. Okay, So right. he stole $300,000 from his family because he said what? Uh, because he said apparently he was posing as a star student at universities when he wasn't. So he forged documents, he forged a student ID, a diploma, and oh. he said he went to National Taiwan University, took master's and PhD courses, and then he said he also had research in the U.S. and Canada. Oh my if, God. I have to say, if you put all this ingenuity into 
into like actually doing the schoolwork. Maybe he could have been all that. Yeah, he could have been. <laughs> Come on. But this ruse started back in 2004, and he's he was only recently fooled in 2017 because his parents called NTU and discovered they had been using fake diplomas and work certificates to get money out of them. And here's the thing: Guo's parents said they were so proud of their son and totally unaware that he was lying, noting that they even attended a graduation ceremony of their own son at NTU. Wait, what? Don't they announce names at university? <laughs> Was he sitting there and just like, uh, oh, oh, they must have just forgotten. You know, it's, it's yeah. fine. I'll speak to them afterwards. Or like, how did that, how, how did he swing that? Or something like that. Or he just like handed the guy a slip of paper and he's just like, here you go. Just read this name. The next one. <laughs> oh my and then goodness. he was just doing like backflips on stage to distract everybody. What? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, this sounds like a, a stage show stash. Yeah. yeah this Can is actually, do this? this is this sound like the premise of something quite funny. I think this is longer. I think this might be a Netflix special. Yeah, Maybe I a mini so. series. Yeah. Also, just going back to my story, we've got a, a flood of comments saying how much everyone loves watermelon. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> yeah. Who do we have? Siddhartha Bhattacharya says, I like watermelon. Jandalari says, watermelons are my favorite fruit of all time. Radhakrishna Pillayan says, watermelon, one of my favorite fruits. Uh, and then, uh, where else are we going? Um, I want romantic watermelons from Jandalari. De- Depashis Gopi says, watermelon is my favorite fruit. Yeah, it's time to get on the watermelon train yeah, stash. Yeah, I get know. On that I'm falling behind. <laughs> Apparently, this is our most exciting story of the day, the watermelons. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Uh, very exciting. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, for Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Russell Leo. And I'm Stash Butler. Stay tuned for more coming your way on RTI. Or if you're watching the live show, we've got some more right after this. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. In this week's Hashtag Taiwan, I'd like to ask you a question. Are there any foods that you don't like and you want to banish into a void of non-existence? Well, if so, then this week's Hashtag Taiwan is just for you because we're discussing the foods that people don't like. This coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. Tis the season for social media challenges. That seems to be the case in Taiwan, at least. Over the past month, I've done hashtag Taiwans on two popular challenges. There was the write a sentence with built-in audio challenge where people tried to use words to elicit sounds. Then the misspell my name challenge last episode. Those challenges dealt with sights and sounds. This week's challenge deals with taste. People in Taiwan are sharing foods that they don't like. It's called the hashtag 世界上不该存在的食物 challenge, which means hashtag foods that shouldn't exist on this planet challenge. I mean, talk about going nuclear. You're not even trying to accommodate other people's tastes. You're straight up saying these foods should not exist. I mean, I personally have problems with pineapple on pizza, but that doesn't mean I go around ridiculing people for loving it. Actually, that's not true. You know what? This challenge is all right. So what kind of food do people hate in Taiwan? For one, a lot of people dislike sanse dou, which is a chopped corn, carrot, and pea medley. It's a vegetable combination common in Taiwan used in school lunches and boxed meals. You can usually find them in the frozen section. I mean, I don't mind it, but man, people act like it stole their lunch money in the third grade. William Ingwei Xie included a screenshot from a news report that said the medley was a children's favorite. He called it fake news and included the hashtag we're talking about today. However, without a doubt, the most commonly despised food is cilantro. I don't know if it's common in other places, but this doesn't come as much of a surprise to me. People in Taiwan are very opinionated about cilantro. Heck, someone online is even trying to sell a shirt that says, if you eat cilantro, you'll die. 
Apparently, there's a scientific reason for all of this. Many studies have shown that a hate for cilantro might be genetic. People with a certain gene may register cilantro as having a soapy taste. I don't have that gene. Or do I? Maybe I just like eating soap. Here is one post that got me really concerned. Ma Youqian says she doesn't like green vegetables, carrots, mushrooms, vegetable-type melons, peppers, taro, wood-ear fungus, and of course, cilantro. I mean, I hope she gets enough dietary fiber is all I'm saying. You know how people say you learn something new every day? Well today, I learned something horrific. Chun Shi said the food that shouldn't exist is pineapple wood-ear fungus stir-fry. Pineapple wood-ear fungus stir-fry. At first, I thought this was some kind of sick joke. I thought this person was just coming up with the gnarliest food combination they could think of and putting them together in a way they should never be joined. And then I got curious and found out that this dish is actually a thing. Yes, pineapple wood-ear fungus stir-fry is real, ladies and gentlemen. And here's my reaction when I found out. Oh! Oh! Oh, you put ginger and garlic in it? Oh, that's so wrong. Oh, and you make it spicy, of course. Why wouldn't you put peppers in there? This is so much worse than pineapple on pizza. Oh, this was a mistake. Just finding out about this was a huge mistake. Oh, some has meat in it. Oh, that's... No, can't do this. Oh, oh. Anyway, this week we have an insider connection because Jessica Cheng, the woman who edits our show, participated in this week's challenge. She said she doesn't eat sweet peppers, bitter melon, or eggplant. I mean, bitter melon I get, but sweet peppers and eggplant? So with the addition of this latest challenge, we now have challenges that deal with sight, hearing, and taste. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that the next challenges will deal with smell and touch. Are we gonna have a challenge about smells that make us nostalgic, like how camphor oil makes me think about my grandma's house? Oh, or maybe we'll make a list of things that you touch but are underrated, like a warm pile of laundry on a cold winter evening. What do you think? What might the next big social media challenge in Taiwan be? And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you guys enjoyed this inside look at what people in Taiwan don't like to eat. What are some of the foods you don't like? You can always get in touch and tell us and share with us your ideas. You can find us on YouTube at RTI English or Facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. If you're a fan of Hashtag Taiwan, I highly encourage you to check out the video versions and also take a look at Taiwan Insider, which is our weekly news magazine. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, we're going to be getting to your letters and uh, letters that you write us, you know, letting us know what programs you listened to in this past week and what you think about those programs. And you always tell us the simple rating so that we know whether the reception was good or bad. And anyway, all those kind of details is always valuable to us. But uh, before we do that, though, we're going to update our personal status a little bit here. So um, it's kind of gotten cold after the holidays, although the holidays, and I'm talking about Lunar New Year holidays, we had seven days off. And uh, it was kind of rainy during those yeah. seven days. Yeah, but then the, the temperature really dropped um, right after the holidays. And, and if, in a way, I was glad mm. because I don't know if I told you, but I got this new down coat. Ooh. 
And that's fancy. I know. I felt like I really needed it, and especially the last time when we had the cold front, you mm. know, like a couple months ago, I think. And so I thought January. I should. It wasn't that was long it? Ago. Okay, so it was last January. Month. <laughs> but then um, it took me a while to get the down coat, um, you know, on, over the mail. So when it came, we were getting sunny, and it wasn't cold enough for me to mm. wear it. And I was like, <laughs> I bought it for nothing. A, no, actually, it, you know, inside of me, I was like thinking, okay. Let it turn cold so I can wear it <laughs> some, you know, sometime this year. It's not that cold, though. It's fine. Oh, I know. You, you're you okay with cold, but I'm not. I don't so. like the cold, but I think it's it's tolerable. It's tolerable right to here. you. But I don't know. I just can't. You know, mm. even like just now, you know, in the studio 6A. Well, it's always, with, that's different. It's always freezing in here. I had to wear my gloves, you know, these mittens because I'm like so cold in here. You need a jacket even during the summer. Yeah. And sometimes it definitely, uh, it's true. Sometimes it's more freezing indoors at RTI than yes. so than outdoors. Okay. The official explanation but, uh, is that our computer systems and everything, all the equipment need to be kept cool. That's yeah, that's so, what they say. That's what I've heard. They don't have any consideration for others. Those of us <laughs> who are working in here, you know. Other so, office isn't bad. It's like you know, other offices they offer the guests, you know, to the shows like these. Um, what are they? A, th- a throw? What do you call it? A throw? A throw? Blanket? Yeah, a blanket, kind of to to put over their here. Their, their laps. No, I'm saying other radio stations. We don't have. I don't. Never seen a throw blanket here. No, <laughs> but I think that we should. You know, <clears throat> in consideration of our guests here. Sometimes the guests, you know, when they go on my show, they have no idea how freezing it is. You know, and I'm like halfway through the interview, and they're like freezing, and, mm. and you know, you felt bad for them. Well, you have a down jacket now, so that's not your problem. <laughs> yeah, but I, I well, I, could I offer my? Maybe I should prepare <laughs> a, a blanket for my guests, right? But anyway, so hey, we have a couch in the office. You could have some pillows too <laughs> yeah i i never actually sat on that couch and like you know our stash our, n- our newest new uh, comer uh, our newest addition to mm. the radio uh, to the english service he's been like you know lying on that couch whenever he felt like it you know a break from the news or something like that mm. but um i've never i don't know i never got the i get i never got the excuse to lie on that couch. i could never feel comfortable doing that here i don't know why really? i don't know why <laughs> okay we're gonna. What do you need? You need you need a stuffed animal or something. No, like that. I just <laughs> I just would feel like no. I I need to be on my feet doing something now. Yeah, when that's I'm here, how like I am, you know. And if I have time to like you know lay back and just lie down on that couch, that meant I should be on my way home. Sure. <laughs> right, leaving work anyway. But it's a really nice couch. Um, Paula, it's from Paula's home. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know where she that has came an from. extra couch or something like that. It just appeared so she one day. It. Yeah, so she she brought it here uh, right when we moved from the third floor to the second floor to our new office. I thought that that was here before we came because uh-uh, it uh-uh. was just there. Yeah, it's it just, a really like, nice. <laughs> I know it's a nice, comfortable one, and <sighs> and Andrew act, likes to sit on it when we have meetings. Yeah, you know, in the English service. So, but anyway, so how have you been doing? How have I been doing? Um, well, I didn't do much over the holiday. I think I've already shared this story. It's kind of gross, but I dropped a hair dryer in a toilet. So no, I you didn't. No, I, oh, I didn't? No, not I, on I, status update. Oh, well, oh, that oh, happened. My, so I had, I, oh. it wasn't plugged in. Oh, good thing. It was hanging on a hook. Okay. And it was very loosely hanging on a hook. And it just, when I went to plug something into the outlet above it, because yeah. there's a two outlet plug there, uh, it knocked the hairdryer off. And I, in a very slow motion type way, I was like, no, <laughs> it was too late. 
And so I bought a new hairdryer. And what else happened? Wait, so really? It's just... It's, I didn't want to even try. I don't want to electrocute myself. Oh, I just threw true. it out. <laughs> well, you could have just put it out and let it dry. I did, but I was like, no, we're not yeah, going to even try. Yeah, you're right. So... Oh, and I should I go- Google that. What do you do you to a hair dryer when it falls <laughs> into buy a the, new one. Drops into the toilet? Um, oh, okay. And what else? I got a package from home. I'm not sure what's in it yet. <gasps> Wait a minute. Is the birthday coming up? No. It's a long okay. way away. Okay. All right. I just had to make sure. Um, oh, that's yeah. so nice. I have, well, I think some of it is things that I had ordered, but wouldn't, couldn't ship here. Okay. Oh, so I see. So they made around the world trip. Oh, wow. Because you mean books? It, yeah. Or, Amazon oh. doesn't really like ship here. Really? Well, it, okay. I, don't, I don't think the US store does. Like, it's very difficult. Okay. Because I know that my husband had orders um, like these. What was it? It's um, logistically very confusing. Sneakers from Amazon? Because and? my husband has big, big feet. Mm. So does my son. But anyway, you know, you can't get those size shoes here in Taiwan. Very, very hard. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited to open it. Well, I it. guess maybe it cuts down on the shipping uh, I don't know, but there, I'm cost? told that there's some bunny stuff in there, too. Oh, so, how nice. From your mom? Yeah, I think Mr. Well, Bunny is going to have Snowball a new toy. Snowball likes these new toys. He'll either love them or hate them. He's very rarely neutral I about know. these things. Oh, we hear about all these things about Snowball. So, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a very exciting period, but um, <laughs> I think once we get towards springtime, it'll be probably nicer to go out more and do more stuff right now oh i thought you meant for snowball no no i just <laughs> for us, I, for us. Right. And like you said it's cold i don't want to go I anywhere <laughs> in the cold i know so so anyway at least a, i got to wear it's my down a, jacket it's a good season for you know holding up at home yeah all right Okay, well, let's get to our letters here. Uh, our letters, I mean, uh, letters that our listeners write us. Um, we've got quite a few, so um, we're very glad to get these letters. It's always nice to hear from you all and let us know what programs you listen to. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. And our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. Of course, if you want, you can always leave us a comment on Facebook and our YouTube channel. We look forward to reading what you have to say. That's right. Here's one from Fumito Hokamura of Japan. And uh, he listened in on, I think it was end of January, January 29th, at 15320 kilohertz. And uh, it says, I think he heard the news, um, listing some of the news stories that he listened to uh, about the national security negotiation about U.S. President John Biden. Uh Joe Biden, Joe Biden, you meant, yeah, he, he, well, he, it was probably a mistake. And um, then also, I think he heard here in Taiwan and uh, talk about a temple and about, sorry, this is handwritten here. I'm trying very my, my very best uh, about a TV program helping food. Okay. And then about a museum opening. And then let's see here. Simple rating was anywhere from ooh four three 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 to two two one two one. Ooh, that's not good at all. And it says here, dear sir and ma'am, how have you been? I like radio and listening to shortwave radio from. Uh, have been. It looks like he's been listening to shortwave radio since he was young. My first reception for Radio Taiwan International was about nineteen eighty. It was a Japanese service, but. But then came the English service and then the Hakka uh, uh, transmission. Um, how many 
listeners of the English section in Asia. Oh, how many listeners listen to the English service in Asia? We've never done oh. a census. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say because um, to with say. shortwave, it's, I mean, unlike the internet, um, mm. there's no view count or no, no. how and many besides, times you click in. Yeah. And also we offer, you know, our <clears throat> programs online as well. So yeah, we could probably yeah. figure out the online bit. That, the, yes. So we do have all sorts of ways to listen to our programs, yeah. yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was Fumito Hokamura, sorry, Hokamura of Japan. All right. Well, staying in Japan, we've got a letter here from 12-year-old Yomaru Itosuke, who's writing to us from Fukushima, Japan. And uh, it says, hello, everyone at Radio Taiwan International. Thank you very much for your QSL. I study English, and I'm glad to listen to RTI. I want to be able to speak English well. Please give me your QSL card. Under occupation, it says elementary school student. <laughs> and uh, there's an attached reception report. It says, dear sirs, and of course, ma'ams, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcast station as follows. The frequency is 15320 kilohertz. The date of this report is January 31st. The time is 0320 to 0400 UTC. Uh, receiver type is Texan PL660 with a wire antenna 10 meters long. The location is in received place is in Fukushima, Japan, language English. And under program details, ear to the ground, feast, feast meets west, music, talk, and ID ending. And that was followed by our Chinese program. Uh, the reception quality varied over the course of that broadcast, but it says, let's see, 35353 to 45444. Underneath it says good with two exclamation points. So that must mean it was at least audible. Okay. That's great to hear from you. Yeah, that's great. All right. Read us more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next letter. This is coming to us from, hold on one second, from, I'm not quite sure if I know how to say this name. I'll try my best. Moad Belgrid of Morocco. Oh, nice to hear from you. And it says here, welcome. How are you doing on the occasion of International Radio Day? I extend to you my warmest congratulations. I thank all the staff for the efforts they are making. Thank you. I wish all success. And I hope that my message will reach you with a thousand goodness. Frankly, radio is one of the best mediums and the closest to all segments of global societies. I, I still use the radio on my travels. I love to travel by bike. I love listening to the radio in the wild, far from the noise of cities. The radio reprimanded a friend of mine. In the end, thank you, and you always shine with you. Your friend, Maud Belgrade from Morocco. Well, thank you so much. And looks like he might have listened in on February 17th. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the report. Uh, write us again. We've got a letter here from Chattisgarh, India. That's coming to us from Anand Mohan Bain. And it says, uh, Happy New Year 2021. May the New Year 2021 bring you love, happiness, and blessings. 2020 has been a year full of challenges due to the coronavirus pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic brought so many changes and challenges to our work as well as personal lives. Many people died. Many people lost their jobs. Many people have lost their near and dear ones. And many are still suffering all around the world. Though 2020 has been a year full of hardships for most of you, now now it is time to begin the countdown for 2021 and be ready to welcome it with joy and happiness. It is the time to enter into the new year by leaving all the bad and depressing memories of 2020. Wishing you a happy new year with the hope that you will have many blessings in the year to come. And uh, once again, that comes to us. Oh, I forgot to read the end. It says, stay safe and stay healthy. Take care. And once again, that comes to us from Mr. Anand Mohanbain of India. All right. Okay. I've got one here from Munio KP of um, United Arab Emirates. 
uh, he's of uh, the Gulf Asian English School. Okay. Um, he listened in now. Let me see which day it would have been. Uh, let me just get to the comments first. It says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, Just the Classics was heard yesterday at 1647 and enjoyed some nice songs as fair to good condition in the signal. Then there was uh, interruption from Radio Vatican. Uh, I feel sad I could not hear the news or here in Taiwan at 6185 kilohertz. The only thing I could catch here was just this condition where there was interruption from Radio Vatican. Uh Please find below, describe the reception report and attach audio files. Oh, thank you for doing that, but that wouldn't be necessary in the future. He listened on February 10th at 1647 UTC uh, at 6185 kilohertz. Symbol rating was 34333. And uh, using a long wire antenna, coax RG6 as an external aerial length of the wire was 45 meters. Listening from the third floor of the building. Um, location was United Arab Emirates. The program was just the classics, like I said before. And, okay, and by the final end, again, noted Vatican Radio signature tune. Okay, well, thank you so much for the details. That was, again, Munir KP of United Arab Emirates. We've got another letter here from Japan, this one coming to us from Makino Shin, who says, I wish to report reception of your broadcast station, Radio Taiwan International. The letter is dated February 6th, and it's a report about our February 5th broadcast from a day earlier, uh, from 0300 to 0334 UTC on 15320 kHz. It says, I started to receive your station at 0300, uh, time pips and opening music played with a station announcement. Uh, there was then uh, the news, read by Paula, Paula Chow, and uh, the news items included... Um, Oh, Stash also read the news that day. Mm. Um, the foreign ministry says that an office it set up in the South American nation of Guyana had commenced operations. It was shut down the next day, <laughs> uh, yes. funnily enough. Uh, and a heart transplant patient here uh, has broken the Asian record for surviving with a donated heart. Mm. After the news, uh, there was... Let's see, here in Taiwan, uh, this was an episode where I was with Natalie and Stash talking about how to keep your voice intact while singing karaoke, about a Taiwan breakfast map uh, by an artist named Passion Fruit, that's their art artist name, Okay. Um, and a plan to beautify manhole covers in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Sinbao 54444, so quite good. And under the impressions of our programs, it says, I looked for the Taiwan breakfast map on the internet, but the illustrations were so beautiful that I wanted to see the book. I was surprised to learn that the reason for this was because they had relocated, he means the artist, to Japan. Oh, They were okay. inspired by a Japanese like design, I guess, to make uh -huh. this book introducing Taiwan okay. uh, and its breakfast foods. Um, and there was also the item about manhole covers, which I, I noted in the program. It says, in Japan, there are some manhole covers with designs on them, which are made into cards. And I've seen these before. Okay. They're quite beautiful. They're painted. And that's yeah. the plan to introduce those same sorts of manholes to a few select spots in Taipei. Oh, that'd be good. And I says, like manholes. <clears throat> you know? I mean, I like the designs. Mm. I'm always well, looking down. <laughs> well, these are much more beautiful than your standard well, ones. Looking They're painted. Forward to it. We All have right. to find them. They're in select places oh. around the city. So you got to hunt for them. Um, and there's an addition, there's attached to this is a picture of one of them from his own town. It says, by the way, the card for the city I live in is shown on the right. Please take care of your health. I hope you find my reception report to be of some use. And if the details are correct, please verify with a QSL verification card. Yours sincerely, Shin Makino. 
All right. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for all the letters. But that's the end of the show. And uh, we still want to continue to get letters from you to let us know what programs to listen to and how the transmission is and everything. So write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or email us at rti at rti.org.tw. Alternatively, you can also leave us a comment on Facebook or YouTube. And we really look forward to reading those. So please uh, send one today. All right, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.